From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, your parents' basement, loft, taxi, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. A special hello to all of you listening in on the Conspiracy Show app, uh, the podcasts, of course, iTunes, TuneIn.com, Stitcher Radio, and TalkZone.com. Uh, those of you listening in on one of our affiliates, we have a new one uh, tonight, WQTKFM in Watertown, New York. And, of course, let's not forget those of you watching us on the live stream on YouTube through our Hangout on Air. And, incidentally, if you want to uh, watch this radio transmission and stream it live on YouTube, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T. Go to the top of the feed or near the top. Find the tweet containing the HOA link, large capital letters, HOA. Just click on it, and you're in. Wherever and however you're listening, I bid thee welcome, and I thank you for your fine company. Um, earlier, we had our uh, What's in the Box segment, and again, congratulations to, well, her Twitter handle is All Out of Love, All Out of Love, and um, we'll contact, reach out to her by Twitter, and she can pick up her her uh, bag of books, her Halloween uh, grab bag of books. Uh, we'll give her instructions on how to pick those up here at the radio station. Uh, staying with us is uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta, President Reagan's secret agent, the $26.5 trillion man. Uh, actually, I think with interest, it's now up to $32.1 trillion uh, that he amassed uh, during a, a series of currency swaps and other complex financial transactions which were used to bring down the Soviet Union at President Reagan's behest. And uh, he is uh, also joined by publicist, uh, publisher, editor Lon Gibby from Viking International. Again, the book, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. It's all in here, uh, documented. And uh, Ambassador Wanta is with us tonight to talk about uh, the election, the U.S. election. He says it's not going to happen uh, because of mass voter fraud. Now, we, we did talk about the um, the situation with uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, let me ask you about the other reports of voter fraud. Uh, we have uh, been uh, we have reports that up to two million deceased Americans uh, continue uh, to vote. They remain on the registration on the voters list. I mean, that is some effective get-out-the-vote campaign when you have people rising from the grave <laughs> as we approach Halloween and casting their votes. Uh, is, I mean, does that, is, is the voter fraud at that level significant enough to change an election when you have two million deceased people still voting? Ambassador? You're asking me? Absolutely, it's voter fraud. And voter fraud is a federal crime, big time. Right. I know people in Chicago... They went to a rescue mission many years ago on a ward, and they gave out packs of cigarettes, put the people at the mission house on a bus, and they all got arrested, and they got in big, big trouble. Same thing. You cannot buy a vote. The, uh, you cannot create a vote. You cannot defraud a vote. What are your thoughts well, on... Gore could have right. probably won the election, but they threatened him and his daughter, so he passed on a uh, an inspection of the votes. That's it's right. All voter fraud. Which it was interesting after the um, the the third debate when uh, Chris Wallace, the moderator, asked Donald Trump whether he would uh, you know abide by the results, and he'll say I'll take a wait and see action. Of course, they made a big deal about that. 
Uh, there was a great deal of hypocrisy because, as you just mentioned, Al Gore contested the election in 2000 uh, and um, uh, 2004. Uh, did not concede. Uh, went to the Supreme Court. He was backed uh, in that action by Bill Clinton. So there's your, you know, they didn't accept the results. Uh, John Kerry uh, in uh, in 2000. In um, I'm sorry, Gore in 2000. John Kerry in 2004. Same thing in Ohio. Although he rolled over pretty quick and accepted, but I don't think until the next day. Uh, so because they made him a deal, which violated the rights for the people to vote for their own person. Right. Uh, there's also reports, and I, I think this was during the 2012 presidential election, something like 120% of registered voters in, in Philadelphia cast votes. Th- just think about what I just said. 120% of registered voters in Philadelphia cast votes. I mean, how widespread is this, uh, Ambassador? You have to understand George Soros is very much involved in counting the votes. When I was young, my dad had a paper ballot. We went into a little building. He went into the building. I stayed outside with other people to vote, and they had a paper ballot. That's the only way to go, because you can count them, you can weigh them, and you can absolutely guarantee perfect election results. But I know for a fact, I read newspaper articles right now, that that people are throwing the ballots away before they even get counted. Hey, Lee, you you just made a statement. Maybe you can clarify. uh, would help the audience. Um, you said that George Soros was involved in election. Can you explain that? Absolutely. He rents the machines that counts the votes. Right. These are the smartomatics. Right. He was found guilty in Malaysia for running currency speculation deals. And the prime minister himself of Malaysia, Makata, whatever his name was, went after him big time, and he was indicted. And he can't go anywhere in certain countries now because he was indicted for monetary fraud. Right, well, so Soros but, but controls. I heard. The, I heard a statement that uh, that Mr. Hume, one of the, uh, you know the news commentators, said that he no longer had any connections or didn't have those contracts. Do you do you believe he still has those contracts? Well, somewhere he's got a clown in or someplace to represent him. He's not giving up a big deal like George Soros runs Open Society that's have totally destroyed all of the European Union. He's not a friend of human humanity. Never was. How many Andrew states Soss was one of his his. KGB chairman in uh, in Budapest in Hungary. I met those guys. I met Soros. I want to trust him with a lollipop. Uh, how many states are utilizing the electronic voting machines? I have no idea. Roughly. Do you know, Lon? It, it's it's a couple of well, dozen, I've, isn't it? I've heard I've heard that the majority of the states do. Um, you know, there were 16 states that were mentioned that uh, that still have machinery that relates to uh, back to the Soros time period. What was interesting is that nobody disputes that he was involved in the last election. I, you know, I haven't heard anybody say, no, he wasn't ever involved in that. But he, he, his machines were. But I'm not sure about, you know, I'm trying to get to the bottom of where, who has the contracts for those machines, and how can we verify and check on those? Uh, and, why uh, can't we have it numbered ballot and count every ballot one by one. Are we that cheap? I agree. I think you have to go back to 100% paper ballots. And the other thing, and uh, let me get your take on this, I think what needs to be done is you have to do away with all this advanced polling. One day you show up, you vote, that's it. What are your thoughts? That's the way it should be. Every person has the right to vote. One time. 
Right. I mean, we have states now. I believe Wisconsin, uh, you, you, um, uh, Lee, you can t- tell me if this is true. In, in Wisconsin, you can you can change your mind three times before voting day. If you're if you're if you're participating in advanced polls, you can change your mind three times before you cast your final well, vote. Well, it won't surprise me. There's no no leadership in the corporate state of Wisconsin. It's a corporation. It's not a state of the union. In fact, they have offices in Washington, and they admit they're a corp- they're a corporation. All right. State of Wisconsin is not a, a sovereign state like everybody thinks. In fact, Judge Torfey made me the only citizen under Wisconsin Constitution, Chapter 101, so I am probably the king and the queen and the other fairy in charge of the state of Wisconsin <laughs> under a judgment of the courts, Dane County, or the County of Dane. They, have, they go by two names. They can prosecute in a Dane County or County of Dane, whatever they please. Tommy Thompson's the one that destroyed all my records. And I lost over four and a half trillion dollars, which thirty five percent of that would have went to the American people. Good job, Tommy Thompson. You got a secretary job with Bush, but the people didn't get thirty five percent of four and a half trillion dollars uh judgment Judge Lee in my favor. That money disappeared for the TARP people. We will what we will get the bankers ripped off the people four and a half trillion and then they get a diamond taxes. We will get an update on the uh, the missing 31. Well, it's not missing. We know where it is, but the, well, the, the, tra- the, tra- right, the 31.2 trillion dollars. We will get an update on that, uh, Ambassador. But let me. Um, and by the by the way, I don't know if this uh, this just came out, but you might want to check this out, <clears throat> uh, Richard. But uh, the Chicago Tribune supposedly is the first major newspaper to ask Clinton to step down. I did mention that yeah. earlier. Yes, it was an, yeah. an editorial yeah. okay. Okay. You got uh, columnist. That? Yeah, right. that, okay. Yeah, okay, that's, good. that is, uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, the Tribune is no friend of the Republicans. Absolutely uh, so, not. So for them to come out and, uh, s- right. Yeah, this is building. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, we will see what the morning brings. However, uh, I want to uh, just uh, f- pursue the, the, um, the voter fraud for a few moments yet. Then I want to talk also about, uh, Russia and, uh, the saber rattling going on there. But let me ask it's you about the Russia Federation. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. No, I, pre- I appreciate your precise language, Ambassador. I, I do. Uh, so the the James O'Keefe Project Veritas videos, uh, have you had uh, an opportunity to review those? Uh, and, and what are your thoughts, either of you, Lon or, or Ambassador Wanta? I, have, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, this is say that, say that, what was that? Say the, that once again. The Project Veritas uh, videos, uh, undercover videos showing the DNC's um, super PACs and 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 individuals that they've hired uh, to commit, who they admit on tape, committing voter fraud, bussing in people from state to state to state to vote multiple times, inciting riots at the Republican convention in Chicago. Not riots, but uh, inciting violence. Well, uh, Trump, alluded, uh, Trump alluded to that. In yes. Was, in, yeah, talks, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether you might have had an opportunity to, to look at those and, and had any thoughts. But, but it's still legal. Those are goon squads. Right. But that's a pattern, you know. You're talking about a pattern that's been gone on before. It's not something new. It's it's the way they operate. It's just finally now being being exposed. So, you know where it should be, where the public's gonna, you know, they're saying this is this is absurd. We can't accept that. But uh, it's not acceptable to have those type of activities going on. But uh, they're it's finally being exposed, which is. What we really need is to get it out. And just to reiterate, so, for those joining us, uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta uh, and Lon Gibby are with us. And Ambassador Wanta has announced on this program that there will be no election. No lawful election. No lawful election on uh, November the 8th. 
They stay with us, and we'll discuss further. Stay with us. Loose lips sink ships, and sometimes corporations. Got something to say? Call Richard Serrett now at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Thanks for your fine company. Ambassador Lee Wanta on the line, along with Lon Gibby, editor, publisher, Viking International. The book, again, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. He is the $31.2 trillion man, uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, secret agent, and we're talking about the U.S. election. I want to circle back because just before we went to break, um, uh, Lee, you said there will be no legal election. And right. I, Richard, I, can I ask you a quick, quick question? Yes. Why don't you ask me the very clear question? Since 1994, even Donald Trump, junior, senior, or whatever they are, knew that we had a deal for 2 million jobs immediately without any taxpayers' money to build the high-speed rail there's maps on this all the way up through Alaska to the East Coast through Canada. And it wouldn't cost the taxpayer a single dime. That's two million jobs. Trump, all he had to do is Trump is so, so up to speed, he could have told the public he would guarantee two million jobs because Judge Lee agreed that I would get four and a half trillion less 35% repatriation taxes, which was set aside for two million minimum brand new jobs. Uh, trades, apprenticeships, hospitals, hotels, uh, the city would have got taxes, county would have got taxes, state would have got taxes, and it wouldn't cost a single American taxpayer a nickel, a dime, even a Singapore half penny. Why wouldn't Trump come out and say, I know for a fact that there's four and a half trillion in Judge Lee's, uh, approved by Judge Ellis, both federal judges, that would give us a high-speed rail of two million jobs. How many metal foundries? and cable and wire and electrical facilities would have been used already since 1994. Why do they hide that? Is there some special group that wants to build a high-speed rail with taxpayers' money? That's fraud. Okay. Because I'm willing to do it for nothing. You tell me my then. money, knowing that I won't make a single dime. I'm 76. I'll be dead by the time they get it built. Why? But we started in 1994. Okay, two questions. How does Trump know about it, and why won't he talk about it? Because we told him. You told him. He gets faxes every single thing I send. We have people that talk to him in person about two million jobs for high-speed rail. But it's a secret. Is somebody getting a set-aside allocation? Are they stockholders in their high-speed rail with the government taxpayers' money? And and has crazy. The military would have traveled on leave free of charge on the high-speed rail. Has we Trump even have lines put up trailers showing that China jumped in there, showing how we would get through the mountains out there in Colorado. It's a beautiful sight. This machine they built for us. And, and ha- two has, million jobs, not a right. single dime from the taxpayers. How's, they would get has Trump responded, though? Has Trump responded to you? Doesn't say a word. He doesn't. Have oh, any maybe of, it's too know. big. It's too fast for him. It's high speed. I don't know. Ha- have any of his people reached out to you? Well, we get scuttlebutt, but it means nothing. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. You know, we, we get have, scuttlebutt. Uh, I talked to two million American for about five minutes. A day. Yeah. Okay, Lon, jump in. What did you want to say, Lon? Oh, I just said I, I had an opportunity to talk to Eric just briefly one time, uh, but we've you know Lee has continually sent. Um, I've been helping you know it's just communication. Eric sending a, a lot of information out to them, and they don't respond. Uh, they keep they kept their distance from Lee for 
various reasons we don't quite understand. We have local considerations. They don't want to get involved in the truth. So that's part of the establishment. Let's not tell the people anything because they're too stupid. I don't think they're stupid. They're American citizens. They're dumbed down because of political uh, harassment. All right, and this high but, speed. But they uh, definitely have learned a lot from the, you know, from right. part, because at least the, when the one that was been talking about the corruption way before Trump did, and Trump's finally starting to to, to focus on it like he should. But uh, it could have been brought up a long time ago. A lot of the things that they're finally talking about, because uh, we've had it out, you know, over for twenty some years. Have yeah. you? Have yeah. you? Reagan have you... had me set to take down the Soviet Union so we would save lives. Now we want to beat up Russia. And Russia wants to beat us because we violated the general agreement on cooperation that we signed in Moscow. I was happy to get out of Moscow. Right, and that agreement was that NATO would not encroach towards Moscow. NATO doesn't have nothing to do with this. No? The Russian Federation and the United States would be at peace, and the Israelis would be at peace. We had a peace accord which included the protection of all the socialist countries would now be under the Russian Federation. We spent $10 billion for Gorbachev to resign as Secretary General. And I was happy to get out of the Kremlin because I wanted to make sure he got his $10 billion. You know, I wanted to mention, Richard, you know, the, that's the subject of the documentary Eagle on the Wanted that we've been working on. Oh, yes. Thank you for uh, and, and, you know, there's a 10-minute preview on, uh, on the website, uh, Eagle One to Wanted, spelled out Eagle One to Wanted, just like, like you would write it. Um, unfortunately, that documentary should have been out before the election. But we, if I can't, I'm not going to explain it right now. Some of the issues that we've faced trying to get that completed, but it's been very, very uh, difficult. There's been a lot of adversity, and basically, it's been sandbagged. But it's not over with because that documentary will be produced and finished. But I just wanted everyone to understand we've been talking about it for a long time. But we ran into some serious uh, people trying to stop that project uh, because it's. So I can important. imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's why I'm a dead man walking, and I'm 76 years old. I'm not afraid of that. I'm too old to die. Yeah. All right. I I wanted to circle back to something before the break uh, that you said that there will be no legal election. Correct. So, but uh, earlier you had you had indicated that um, perhaps the pro marshal general will come. That comes later. He's got to rebuild the country first. You're not just going to pick four guys out of a telephone booth and say you're running for president. No, I understand. But you said you're saying that there there will not be a legal election. But are are you still saying that it's possible there will be an election, but it will be a fraudulent election? And it could and it could be canceled immediately by the provost marshal. Okay, that's well, what I. All right. And, and already, already, there's three, according to CNN, which announced today, there's three active FBI investigations regarding Hillary Clinton. So there, are, even CNN starting to talk about not being a. Uh, Hillary involved in the election. I mean, and the cause of treason and, and being a traitor. And Benghazi, one of the major issues, because there was never an embassy and never a consulate. And uh, what's that gentleman that got bumped off through the White House who got killed in his bedroom? That wasn't him. Tim Osman is the CIA. Same guy as whatever the other character's name. Okay. Uh, so, 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 again, it goes back to, you know, if there's not, you know, if Hillary does step down, can there be an election? As you're asking that can't question, because the people don't want that. Yeah. So there can't. So so, I think it's a postponement of the election. There will be an election, of course, and it'll it'll be done properly. That's what I'm thinking. But I don't. Well, it'll be more know, than I, six months from now. Yeah. All right. But, I want to uh, ask you. Some, I want to ask you about Russia. 
Uh, I, I thought it was very interesting the way that uh, you know the saber rattling, particularly from from Hillary, and, and you know the one thing that Donald Trump. There, there are a couple of things that Donald Trump has in com- common with Bernie Sanders. One has to do with trade. They're both pretty much on the same side in terms of trade deals. The other one is that neither of them are banging the drum for the war party. They both yeah, want... It's all theater. There's no war going on. It's all theater. But, but I'm wondering, though, <clears throat> Hillary certainly has indicated you know, that she would view a cyber attack as just the same as a military attack, and she would use any, you know, she would all, everything would be on the table in terms of retaliatory measures, including a military strike against Russia. This is... Wait, I mean, now, you think that Russia is tapping our, our email lines? No, I don't. I, I don't necessarily... I mean, that comes from James Clapper, and Clapper was the one that told us that the NSA is James not spying Clapper on Americans. James Clapper caught in lies, and he was reprimanded right. for lies. I understand, and, and she's citing Clapper as evidence that the Soviet... that the Russians are are, are, are behind these cyber attacks. I don't the think Russians there's... Are not well, well how, how does somebody that puts out a, a unsecured server with any country could actually... We don't even know... Agreed, agreed. Got that information. <clears throat> no, I agreed. I'm saying she brought that up during the third debate, and I agree. Her, she's citing Clapper as her source, and I don't put any credence in that. I agree. I don't put zero. Minus exactly. 52. Yeah, this is the guy that told us that the NSA is not spying on Americans, and we know, of course, that's a, that was a lie. So the NSA spies on Americans for American protection. All right, perhaps. But the 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 situation, though, with Russia, I mean, we were told, uh, we there were reports last week that, uh, you know, America was on DEFCON 1 and, and um, uh, you know, that they were, the, the Soviet, the Russians were telling their people to find an, uh, fallout shelters, that, uh, you know, this was escalating. What, what are your thoughts on the possibility that, that, uh, that Clinton could drag us into a war with Russia? Clinton needs money, power, and banking, and military-industrial complex. She'll go with the highfalutin guys, at any cost to the American people, because it's they—they they have no scruples. No scruples. They don't care about life and death. You know, we do. I think the other—the other thing, Richard, is you know, look at history as an example. You know, um, wars come up quite a bit in our history because they're needed. I mean, it's a way for for the, it's a cycle that they, that there's a war and then and and who makes money during wars? Okay. And, and who benefits from a war. Right. And also, sometimes okay. these military actions are taken to distract from a uh, some sort of a, a, a crash. A major crime somewhere else. Right. Do you... Exactly. What about the possibility, though, that we are headed for some some sort of a crash? A bubble is going to burst. Several bubbles could burst. This could be another November surprise. We are bankrupt. There's no question about that. But I have already agreed to take over the national debt... That you can verify. And say they say there were twenty trillion dollars in debt. If there's fifty percent of that is true, that's a big figure. But the Federal Reserve Bank, which is not a bank, it's a clearinghouse, are the ones that are doing all the money changes. They're the ones that created the problem, and they're owned by the Rothschilds and the Cabal and the establishment. They're not fellow Americans in any shape or form. Kennedy got murdered. Bob Kennedy got murdered. Reagan got attempted assassinations, and everything else. They need to control the money market, the gold, the silver, and they're not doing it for the people. They're doing it for a handful of people. All right. See it every day. That's why they took me down, because I did the fair thing, and I had uh, United Nations contract number four for $5 trillion, and they cry like hell because they wanted to do it, 
and nobody was going to lose money from our deal with the United Nations UN contract number four because we would have paid taxes on it and we would have got rid of a lot of the banksters and the harp harp and all that bullshit. Okay, no, we have we have to be mindful of our language, Ambassador. <laughs> well, I'm just serious how much the people are being taken. <laughs> I understand. It's it's BS if you want to say that, but yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, that's BS. Okay, uh, but theater against the people, not for the people. So you, we don't have twenty trillion dollars in real debt. All right. I plan to prove that. Okay, I, I, we, we can circle back to that. There's so many uh, issues here to address, but I want to just come back to the, to uh, to Russia for a moment. You're confident then that despite uh, Hillary's saber rattling and bravado, that the again the the flag officers in the military will, would not allow for a war with Russia. That's you, correct. All right. Well, we can at least rest easy on that front. Um, let's talk about, let's get an update then on, on the uh, the $32.1 trillion. And, and I, again, I gave the sort of the thumbnail sketch of how that was amassed. It's much higher according to the U.S. Treasury. It's, it's higher than $31.2 trillion? Absolutely. I would imagine just with interest, even though, uh, you know, it's uh, as dismal as interest is on 31.2 trillion, that is going to accumulate in an awful hurry. Uh, but this was, again, um, money, a fortune that was amassed when you were working under President Reagan as his secret agent. When I was mandated under President Reagan. Okay, mandated. Uh, and, and, and one other thing yes. that's important, he was a private citizen under the Toten Doctrine. Right. It was initiated by Abraham Lincoln. So, you know, a lot of people have tried to justify taking his funds because because they call him an employee. He was an employee of the government. He was never an employee of the government. He's always been a private citizen under the Toten Doctrine. Right. And if you don't, if you want to know what the Toten Doctrine is, anybody could look it up. It's very clear what the Toten Doctrine is. Right, and it's in. Uh, it's also uh, documented in Wanta Black Swan White Hat. Ambassador Lee Wanta and uh, editor Lon Gibby, Viking International, uh, with us. So that money, uh, through uh, a number of complex financial uh, dealings, the currency swaps and so forth, was amassed. You repaid back the original, sort of the seed the money. Front money, one hundred fifty billion dollars. One hundred fifty billion. And the GAO made enough requests in Vienna, Austria, where I was stationed, to repay the one hundred fifty billion. I said, "Yeah, go. Let's go down to the bank." We gave them. The wire transfer, 150 billion bucks, it was no big deal. I was happy to pay it off. Right, Didn't and then need it. and then the rest you were to pay back to the U.S. Treasury the tax owing on that. Uh, Repatriating tax of 35 percent under Judge Lee's order and approved by Judge Ellis, both federal courts in Virginia. All they right. recognized the money was there. They wanted 35 percent. In fact, they reduced it down from 37 and a half percent because they've been raped and plundered. Down to 35 percent. I calculate right away at 2.5 percent. Yes, Your Honor, I accept. Perfect. And what is the the status? The last ruling on that was from Judge Lee. Judge Lee and Judge Ellis confirmed the Federal Bank of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond testified to Judge Ellis that all the money, the four and a half trillion, originally came in to my account at Bank of America was true, and Henry Paulson, Secretary of the Treasury, converted the money to the Treasury Department in his name only. People didn't get that money. He used it for the TARP money and pay off certain bankers and, and other cronies. That money was my money. I didn't tell them to have power of attorney. They just converted the money because the judge told me they didn't steal the money, Mr. Wanta. They converted the money. Well, thank you very much, Your Honor. All right. Uh, Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby, stay with us. We'll take a time out. Come back. More of The Conspiracy Show on the other side. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. 
Peering into the shadows, where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarek. Welcome back. Programming note next week on the transmission. Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, Psychological Operations like uh, Edward Snowden. That's in the first hour. And then Patty Greer, the crop circle lady, will be with us. Right now, Ambassador Lee Wanta stays with us. Wanta, black swan, white hat. Uh, Lon Gibby, his uh, editor and the uh, publisher of Viking International. And again, the uh, the documentary, uh, you can see the trailer. Uh, just go to eagle1towanta.com, and that's the name of the documentary, Eagle One Tawanta. Eagle One, of course, being the code name for the president. Eagle1towanta.com, the website, if you'd like to see the trailer. Let me get your take on uh, Julian Assange, uh, Ambassador. Uh, is he uh, legit? Is he for real? Or is he is he um, some part of some psyop? Well, it could be many things, because he gets around pretty nice. Nobody seems to bother him, make a lot of noise, but he seems to be very free to travel where he wants. And he was in the the, M, the embassy for a long time, so he had protection. How does this happen? Well, he's, I don't know that he's free to move around. He's been hes been in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. For, right, but how does this happen? How does it happen indeed? I don't know. So you're saying it's quite possible that he is... Uh, he's fronting for somebody. He's fronting for somebody. Okay. All right. Lon, did you have any th- further thoughts on Assange? Uh, not right now. I have some ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll kick in here in a minute. Okay. But why right. did you go back yeah. to Snowden? He was working for Colucci, Frank Colucci and the boys, who were certainly you know, very strange cast of uh, spy masters. Okay? How did he get that job to come out and take all those federal files out? Nothing ever happened to him much except you call him names. Uh, Carlucci was defense secretary under... Yeah, he was just secretary of defense under, right. uh, Un- Cap Weinberger that right. got, uh, thrown out of office too. And he went to become a director of Japanese airlines for his own protection. Everybody gets a chair. That's what you call a set-aside allocation to make all these deals while you're in office. Then you get a chair someplace, a college, a university. Right. And then you draw from the funds that they set aside for you. That's or a, illegal too. Or a director. Well, I know that. Or a directorship in American Express or something well, like yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> we take care of you later. All right. So if back. I'm going to a bar to give you a, a ticket, a token for a free drink. You know. Uh, <laughs> what is your status, Ambassador Wanda? Are you free to move around the United States? I'm a political you... prisoner. I will continue to be a political prisoner until they tell the truth to the American people that I can rebuild our country. I already agreed to pay all the national debt off which I'm willing to do as long as it's real and subject to an audit. Oh, an audit? We don't do audits. Well, we ought to do audits before we say we're $20 trillion in the hole, because we're not. It's all, it's all nonsense, total nonsense. If you did it like they did in Iceland, they arrested the bankers and politicians because they, they had bad books, like in, like in Greece they got bad books. Everybody marks up everything because that money's been taken someplace else, but it's not real money. A lot of that's fiat currency, derivatives. That means nothing. You can't cash the derivatives, so what good is it? Well, I have a million-dollar derivative. Okay, try and cash it. Try to move it. Make okay. it 10 cents at the junker for paperweight. Further to my, my, my question about your being a, a political prisoner, what does that mean in, in practical terms? Are you able to move around the country? Or are you well, I can move around the country. I have a lot of protection from a lot of, a lot of pe- people. But the thing is, I can't do what I want to do, and they won't give me my passports back from 
my diplomatic passports, uh, this uh, county judge told me that I wasn't black, so I can't be the ambassador of Somalia. He knew who I was. He even told the court I was an ambassador. Judge Elise Ross in New York testified that I was an ambassador. The U.S. attorney in New York ordered all my charges dismissed because I was the ambassador. But nobody cares that I'm an ambassador because they want to keep the money. If I'm free to travel, they have to give me my money. And that money cannot even go back to the people. And this is my argument. I owe the people on repatriation taxes 35% of over $60 trillion. The Treasury admits I have $60 trillion. But the money is being used. By whom? Why can't I use that money? Why can't I pay the American people their taxes? Why can't I build 2 million jobs on a high-speed rail? No charge to anybody. I'm never going to make a dime for that. That's what Reagan wanted, is free movement. If Amtrak was run by Tommy Thompson, the former governor of the state of Wisconsin, that kidnapped me by rendition to pay $14,000 for income tax I don't owe. I haven't lived in the United States since 1985 when I spent the whole year in China and 86 and the whole year in the Philippines for President Reagan under the Truman Doctrine. I have no business being in the United States, but they kidnapped me so they can take all the money and I can't leave because if they don't give me my passports back, where do I go with no money? So I just hey, Richard, tell them the truth every day. All right, Lon Gibby, jump in. Yes. Uh, well, I just want to just kick in that, you know, Lee, Lee's sharing some elements of, of his story, which is, of course, in the biography, which is available on uh, I, iBooks as well as uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. But, but we also have hardback copies of it. But the point, the point is that everything in that biography is backed up with documents to back up, for example, Judge Lee ordered Lee to pay his taxes, liquidate his corporations, all of his companies, and pay his taxes, and that's what he was trying to do. Uh, and, but he can't do that while his money's frozen the way it is right now. Right. But we should, anyway, the, we should point out there's point a CD. Out, sorry, there's a CD-ROM in the uh, in the back of the book as well that's available. Yeah. And that has that's just chock full of the, the documentation you're referring to, right? These are exactly, court documents. Exactly. Court documents, and uh, I mean, this is—it's uh, it, pretty compelling. I mean, there's there are copies of, of canceled checks and and uh, you know written judgments from judges and so forth. So people, you know, if you think that this is just some tinfoil hat delusional person I'm speaking to on the line, you know, get the book and, and decide for yourself. I mean, as I say, there are court documents reprinted in this book. So yeah, and it, it, and on the website you can go to. Uh, just scroll down after you, where the video is and go to the bottom of the page and read the last chapter in the book. And we um, asked me to help uh, you know, put that chapter together. And it's only 30 pages, but it'll explain everything that's happened in the last, you know, two and a half years with Lee. So and and and, and paints the picture of what we call Puppetgate, which is the whole issue we're dealing with, which is much bigger than. Here in the U.S., this has to deal with uh, England and other countries, people that are involved in this in, in Puppetgate. It's a big deal. It goes clear back to 1913, historically, when uh, the Federal Reserve was established, you know, under President Woodrow Wilson. So, I mean, you're going to get a real snapshot in just 30 pages of w- what's going on right now, including the issues in the Ukraine and including the issue with Vince Foster and Hillary Clinton. And, and Lee did give Hillary Clinton... $250 million for the Children's Defense Fund. And uh, Vince Foster went to Switzerland to pick it up uh, and meet with Lee, and Lee was put in prison, and the money went back with Vince Foster to Washington, D.C., 
and uh, allegedly Vince Foster committed suicide. It's not allegedly. He was murdered. Okay, but I'm just saying allegedly because that's what everybody says. Yeah, I don't care but, what everybody but, says. Let's tell the but, truth. But, to but, the but, but, no, but nobody knows where, the, where, the, where those funds are either, uh, and nobody's accounted for that. What happened to the $250 million that Lee gave to Hillary Clinton's Children's Defense Fund? All right, we'll uh, take another time out and uh, back for one more go-around with Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby Wanta, black swan, white hat. And uh, again, I encourage you to get on up to the website eagle1towanta.com and you can see a trailer. It's pretty substantial. I think it's about a 10-minute uh, preview or trailer for the uh, the documentary yet to be released soon, we hope. And uh, again, encourage you to uh, check out the book. Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Stay with us. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Uh, Welcome back. Final segment with Ambassador Lee Wanta on the line and uh, his editor, publisher, Lon Gibby, Viking International, eagle1towanta.com, the website, eagle1towanta.com, and the book is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Uh, in the final moments, let's, let's get back to the, uh, the election here for a moment, and, um, if, let's assume for a moment that, and, and I know we're, you're stating that this is a fraudulent election, and, and, um, many will agree. Let's say that the Provo Marshal General, uh, doesn't step in at that point. The election stands. Hillary Clinton somehow manages to eke out a victory. Uh, what happens then in your mind? Is she, uh, she'll be, uh, under investigation still? Will she be impeached? Will she be indicted? Uh, this, this would be a huge constitutional crisis. What, what do you see happening if Hillary is in fact elected? I don't think anything will happen. She'll pardon herself and everybody will cry for four years and, and, will be absolutely bankrupt and at a war someplace. She would have I the power. trust her with a puppy bag. She would have that power to pardon herself as president? Certainly. Why not? She she could also make Obama the Secretary General or, or an ambassador to the United Nations and pay him another 150000 every six months for her flight or something. Uh, would anybody have the power, would Congress, for example, have the power to appoint a special prosecutor, or can that only be how done by the... They? they can't do it now. How would they do it then? I'm just asking you how this works. I'm not sure. The politicians know that this is all nonsense. It's all illegal, but they're all part of the grouping. They have no place to run and hide. All right, but There's as you... There's no difference between Party A and Party B. But would, if she's elected, would then the, is it possible the Provo Marshal General, Joint Chiefs would say this cannot stand and would they, would they make a move perhaps? On Constitution all, they're entitled to do that and they, they have to, they should. But I can't speak for the Provost Marshal and Joint Chiefs of Staff because God knows who's gonna be arrested before the moment she takes charge. She could arrest all kinds of people that she knows are the enemy of her state, not our state. But, but Congress could still hold an investigation. Could she not be impeached? She could shut down Congress. She could shut down Congress. Why not? She's now the president. Scary, scary. Well, surely that would cause a uh, you know a constitutional crisis. That would do a constitutional crisis. But which way is it going to go then when everybody's so confused? Because <laughs> she's the first woman. Forget the woman or man. 
We're talking to the office of the president. That's sacred. You know, and the other the other thing is that it, gender shouldn't even enter in when it comes to criminal enterprise. I mean, this has nothing to do with gender. No. If, uh, right. If, if, so we would we would welcome a really uh, outstanding woman president to run, uh, but this is about criminal enterprise. It's nothing to do with gender. Make sure everybody understands that. Elizabeth you know, Dole would have been a cool lady. She's smart. Yeah. Smart as a whip, Elizabeth yeah. Dole. Uh, uh, this problem goes way back in the history of the Clintons and, and the baggage that they're bringing to the table. And this has to do with, you know, her, her ability, her qualification, she's not qualified because of the, the, the federal laws that have been broken for one thing. That's, well, that's, the, that's the bottom line. Well, yes. I mean, there, as you say, tip of the iceberg. But one of the things we're also hearing is that she, is, she has basically uh, um, – she is precluded now from being briefed on intelligence matters because of this breach. Even if you know she can wiggle out of that and say it wasn't illegal and they had to create this whole new term, uh, gross recklessness or whatever, carelessness – uh, because they didn't want to say negligence because that has criminality attached to it. So they invented this new term. Uh, so she wiggled out of that one, as the Clintons often do. Um, but that still would preclude her, apparently, according to some sources I'm hearing, preclude her from being briefed on intelligence matters. How can you have a commander-in-chief who can't be briefed? Go back to Title 18. It's the bottom line. I mean, that's where everything's going to hit. Um they're starting to talk about Title 18 finally. And Section 4, Ms. Prison of Felony. She knows crimes are going on. She hasn't reported a single crime. She's a co-conspirator. So yeah. uh, there are a couple of scenarios here we've talked about. We've talked about the fact that uh, you know, this is a, uh, not a lawful election and possibly the Provo Marshal General will, will, will step in. We've talked about the possibility that the election will be allowed to stand and we will have Hillary Clinton as, as Commander-in-Chief. Uh, do you see a possibility that Donald Trump could still pull this election out? I can't support either, either one because I'm an American first. Okay, but aside from your preferences, do you do you see a, a possibility that Trump would be elected? I pray not. All right, Lon, do you have any thoughts uh, on that? I'll, I'll get my opinion. Um, I think that I think because there's so many people that have been afraid to speak up because they've been lab- they would have been labeled bigots or women haters or whatever. But when, when the people do show up to vote, I think they'll be surprised at the turnout for Trump. I think I think Trump has resonated. And if you look at the basic things, uh, the pol- the policies. If you take away personality and look at policies, the things he's talking about are important uh, to Americans. You know, gun control. We're talking about, you know, uh, you know. Having a strong military, we're talking about immigration issues. I mean, that those, those are calling back to truth line. He's not telling the yeah. people everything. Uh, that's true, and that's see, that's the other problem is that. But I, I'm just saying, I'm answering the question that he asked, and that is, Trump has a tremendous amount of support because he does resonate with policies. If you take away personality issues, and and again. Anybody that's been doing banking for years had to have had some baggage because they were dealing with the big boys, the banksters, okay? And some people like Trump, they're, they're multi-millionaire, billionaire type folks. They had to have dealt with some of these people, and they, there is some baggage there that will probably come out at some point. But but I'm talking about taking away the personality and, and look at the policies that are being discussed. 
and the policies are correct as far as the conservative vote, and I think they will turn out because they're scared as heck right now of what could happen if Hillary got in. So that's, I think there's a possibility that Trump could, could win. Now, again, the, we're talking about a rigged election situation, so that has to be all brought out as well. So uh, there could be some issues uh, that will come up relating to that that, that will disqualify the election for that reason. I don't know. But I just know that, that there will be support for the policies of the Republican Party, not the personalities. Right. Ambassador, okay. do you think, though, that yeah. your, your, your chances of, of um, getting access to the, those trillions of dollars would be better under a Trump administration than they would be under a Clinton administration? I've been told I should be paid any day now. And I'll be paying approximately 35 to 50 percent. And they're delaying that because they don't want me to influence the election. I think the people have the right to know that I will get rid of the majority of the national debt obligations based on an audit. The American people will be free to rearrange the furniture. And I will build the high-speed rail for a clubhouse sandwich, hold the mayonnaise. That's all I ever wanted to do. <laughs> well, who has given you this assurance that you will be paid any People day People that are very important to our country. All right. You can't elaborate further? The, the people, the bad people know who I'm working with, and they. that's why a lot of people are being picked off the street and being questioned, and they're making deals. They want transactional immunity. I think that should be told to all the people that's why I don't think the voting is fair, because nobody has all the material. I talk every day to everybody around the world, and I tell them how I feel, and I tell them the truth, and they look it up, and they say, well, how could this happen? Let me know, and I'll change it. I, I, they I, did, because that money talks to the bankers and the, and the Queen of England and the exchequer and the country leadership. Everybody's getting a piece of the pie. You can see what's going on around the world. The leaders get paid, and you, the people... You're not important. Ambassador? We are the little people. I, I'm, uh, I'm 76. I went from a 52 waist to a 44. I'm experiencing they want me dead. Well, that's people that was my question. How, walking. Okay. How, how is it you are still walking around? I pray a lot. I'm a Catholic lay minister, and I'm not changing my attitude. I mean, But you are, you know, visible. People know where to find you, presumably. They, oh, yeah. I, I go out with a lot of agents and special people and travel here and travel there. I'm not afraid. You can only die once. And Sister Constantia told me in grade school, you'll never die before your time. And I'm taking it all the way to the end. Do you have uh, people that were loyal to President Reagan protecting you? Absolutely. Secret Service? Former Secret Service? Absolutely. Reagan has never left office. Nobody. It was no transition. When on January 20, 1989, Bush did not replace him, nor the administration. It's still in transition because... uh, Prescott Bush, his grandfather, director of the Herman Bank, was trading with the Nazis, and he signed a plea bargain that no Bush family would ever run for publicly elected office. So a lot of people in the Reagan transition are still standing around waiting to get back to work. We have never left our, our, our mandate or our position in life. People write from the Reagan administration all the time because he has never been replaced. There's no transition. Bush knew that. Which gets back to director. which gets back to why you were referring to his successors as acting president. Right, right. Nobody replaced Reagan. It's an open book. They can count all you want. It was voter fraud then, and it's voter fraud now. Because Bush family has no authority under the plea of Reagan for uh, Prescott Bush to run for public office. 
Uh, and Sandy Berger, the NSA the guy, the tried to the steal list. the plea bargain at the National Archives and it got caught. Okay, Lon, Lon wanted to jump in. I was, I was just going to say that, uh, Lee, 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 you might want to comment on your feeling about the Bushes and Clintons working together. Is that, is well, the same people, they're the same cabal. It is interesting. Establishment. They know what's good for us, so shut up and listen. That's wrong. Maybe that's why, uh, why the Bushes are, uh, endorsing Hillary. <laughs> well, certainly, <laughs> they're mad that Jeff Bush didn't get in there. No Bushes yeah. can run for publicly elected office, not even the governor of Florida. That was in the plea bargain. It's still in the National Archives. Why didn't somebody steal it and publish it? There you go. Uh, Lon, give us an update. I know uh, you're, you're desperately trying to get uh, the documentary Eagle One to Wanta finished, released. Uh, give us an update. What, 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 what do you need to get that done? Well, the, well unfortunately, the, you know, I'm at, and we're going to put out a, you know, a, a news release about what happened, but the, there, was, there was a billionaire that was involved um, that, that believed in Lee in the story and understood how important this message was, and he has died. And so his estate uh, has chosen not to follow through with the contract that he signed and fund the project. So that took away our funding that we had lined up. And that's all going to be exposed. That's another chapter that hasn't been written, what happened. And there's been some other interesting things that have sandbagged the project. But, you know, I'm a small business owner. You know, I've worked hard 40 years in business, um, developed a really great uh, team and media company. And fortunately, you know, we're, we're moving forward regardless. We've been able to keep moving the project. We've gotten in debt, and of course, it's been a very difficult time for us. But this is an important message, and as an American, I feel it has to be told. And I'm doing my best to get the message out. All right, in the meantime... I might people, add, his yes. investor was a lieutenant commander of the U.S. Navy, retired, and he signed all the contracts. He fell in his house. And he went into the hospital, and he died the same day and buried the same day. Oh, That's dear. one rapid removal. I'll say. Uh, in the meantime, people can go to eagle1towanta.com, look at the documentary uh, trailer. It's about 10 minutes long, eagle1towanta.com. And Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat is available at uh, all good bookstores, Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, etc. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I appreciate your time tonight. And thank you for You're your You're welcome. Thank you, Richard. We always appreciate being with you. Likewise. All right. Ian Robertson, thank you. Albert Vinzella, remote viewer friend, thank you. Ryan White, intern, thank you. Back next week. And uh, we've got another good one for you. Scott Bennett, The Shell Game. We'll talk about Ed Snowden and others as a psyop. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.